0: Yes, it's me again doing one of those things I don't like to do and you don't like to listen to. Uh, I'm asking you for your support. I'm asking you to help keep the Tortoise Shack independent and ad-free and sponsor-free. And the only way we do that is by using the Patreon model. It's patreon.com forward slash tortoise It's the price of a cup of coffee. It means we can keep going. We don't have to worry about any editorial control. I don't have to start talking to advertisers. And we don't have to engage with the the corporate end of podcasting. And unfortunately, it is becoming very corporate. Uh, we... We here, we, we, we value our independence. We like that we're able to say what we want to say, not have to worry about sponsors, and not have to worry about pulling punches. Uh, the only way that continues to keep that independence is if people help support it, and that that's what keeps these mics on. It's patreon.com forward slash tortoisecheck, uh, and for that, you do get lots of other um, benefits, including not having to listen to these pleas. So if you can just throw us the price of a cup of coffee once a month or or, uh, a cheap pint nowadays and uh, help us keep going. Thanks for the support. Enjoy the podcast.
1: Welcome to Reboot Republic, a podcast that goes behind the headlines and looks at the big issues in this republic of inequality. We are the podcast of solutions and the podcast of hope, and I'm your host, Rory Hearn. Um, and today I'm joined by another personal story of the housing crisis. Um, Emily is here. Emily, thanks a million for joining me today on Reboot Republic.
2: No bother. Thank you so much for having me.
1: Um, and Emily started highlighting her, her own situation on social media Um, And as listeners are probably well aware, we've been doing quite a number of these podcasts where we're giving people the opportunity to tell their story, because it's something that I felt very, very strongly about um, really throughout this housing crisis, that we need to hear the human story. We need to hear how this is actually affecting people. And there's been a real problem that there's been this kind of sense of stigma and shame about people speaking out about it. And and People affected have talked about it themselves, how they're worried about what other people might think. And I think we really need to break that. And just like in marriage equality and repeal, there was a lot of breaking of stigma and breaking of silence with mental health the same. I think we need to do the same around the housing and homelessness crisis. We need to break the stigma. It's not a shame to be affected by it. It is affecting so many people. It's not your fault. It's not their fault. It's a housing system that is creating this. So I think we need to hear the story. So listen, Emily, you tweeted, you said, I'm technically homeless, although lucky to have family. I live in a small bedroom in rural West Cork with a preschooler. There's not room for two beds. We share one. These empty buildings, and you were referring to a tweet by Frank O'Connor, who we've had on the podcast before, who's been doing incredible work highlighting um, the derelict buildings around Cork, but also set up the hashtag derelict ireland and you can put up your pictures of derelict buildings or sites and wherever you are around the country post them up but frank in response to that and you said these empty buildings break my heart as there is absolutely nothing um that i want more than a home so emily listen first of all thanks so much for for telling your story and um yeah do you want to tell us what is your story your housing story
2: yeah um no bother at all um I, as it says in the tweet, I currently live in a small bedroom with my daughter in rural West Cork uh, because there's just nothing out there. Uh, I had my daughter when I was 18. No, I was just I just turned 19. I'm sorry. I just turned 19 when I had my daughter, but I got pregnant just after I had my leaving cert. So yeah. like I was literally still a kid, basically, when I had her. And for the first year or so, I was happy to stay at home because I didn't really know what I was doing. But after that, I was like, hey, you know what? I'm going to try and move out. And that was three years ago now.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, and there just isn't anything. Um, it is... And especially when I'm working in Cork City, it's even harder. So... But even in rural West Cork, there's, like, nothing at all. Or there is, but it's, like, once every few months, something will come up and... You know, like there are people who have been waiting for stuff longer than I have. So I'm not, I'm not mad that it's going to them. I'm just thinking that, um, like there should be more available.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And this is, are you looking for rental stuff like on Daft or whatever?
2: Yes. Yes. I'm looking for rental stuff on Daft, but obviously I'm 23. I'm a single parent I am studying. um, I'm employed part time, but it's not enough to pay like the thousand or so that would be needed for a house or even an apartment. Um, So I am on HAP, housing assistant payment.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um,
2: But that won't cover almost anywhere on the rental market at the moment or even close to it. Like it's 900 for a parent with a child. And like you'd be very, very lucky to get anywhere under like 1,400.
1: Yeah, yeah, and this has been something that's been highlighted, um that you know, a lot of people who are in in receipt are entitled to get the housing assistance payment, the HAP can't find anywhere within the limits that these that you're looking to pay, as you say there, like maybe a five hundred euro on top of the rent you have to pay to the the council as part of HAP.
2: Yeah, no, exactly. It's at least that much um, in West Cork would probably be not as much, probably would be maybe like a hundred more you'd have to pay, but still um, the limits should be extended or like, I don't see any reason why rent, rent is this much.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And how is it living at home? Like, you know, a lot of people say, you know, maybe you can, as you said yourself, you're lucky to have, to have a home to be in. Do you know what I mean? That, um, but yeah, what, what are the positives first? And then Okay.
2: That- so I think the positives are that I have a really, really good support system. Yeah. Um, like my mom is great helping me with my daughter. Um, my extended family are all around here as well. So I have like brothers and sisters who help with my daughter. I have friends from like secondary school. So that's yeah. definitely a plus because um, like I wouldn't be able to raise a child without... A support system like, no one will be able to raise a child alone. Well, yeah people do, but you know what I mean. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And oh, that's a,
1: particularly when you're parenting alone, having that wider family yes, support is absolutely definitely. It's definitely yeah, essential, it's like, yeah,
2: um the negatives would be the lack of space. like I've literally shared a bed with a toddler for four years now. My God. um, which did is, you
1: get any sleep at all at any point? I
2: get very, very little sleep because she's yeah. she's a cuddler too, which is great. but um, you know yeah. but it breaks sometimes also the thing of storage like we don't really have that much storage for our stuff and you know kids have loads and loads of stuff um also I don't drive we live in a rural area so it takes away a lot of the independence side of things yeah. but I think how inaccessible it is for people to drive at the moment is a whole other issue you know um yeah it's it's rough and the commute to work is two hours Uh, so that's each way so on the bus so that's just not ideal either um yeah it's just the whole thing of just feeling very dependent on people as well Mm, you know what i mean yeah
1: yeah yeah that that dependency makes you feel less independent then you can't be yourself as a parent with your child
2: of course no i won't come as a parent with my child i i just can't go anywhere on my own either because like if you know where i live it's it's not close enough to anywhere that I could walk um like any like major town or village or anything so it's just yeah it's quite uh, restrictive but like I I acknowledge how lucky I am compared to some other people
1: yeah yeah absolutely and and it you know and it's all relative as well you know it's 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 the question of you know is as you said yourself you're not in your own home you know your child is not in their own home
2: yeah yeah it's very much and even like small children, they do talk and she's hearing that all of her other friends have bedrooms to themselves. Yeah. And it's just kind of like, oh, God, like it's sort of the feeling that I've kind of failed her in a certain way. Yeah. Uh, even though like, I'm trying my best to do whatever I can. But, um, you know, it it is hard.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I hear that from parents all the time in you know, who are, have become homeless or are in situations like yourself, like that parent saying, I feel like I failed my child. I've heard that over and over. And it's, you know, it's really, I think it's so wrong that you have, that you're made feel like that because it's not, you haven't failed them. You know, the housing system has failed them.
2: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But still.
1: Yeah. And is that hard to feel that?
2: Oh, of course, of course. I think it's definitely hard. Well, like being a parent is hard anyway. Um, like I acknowledge, probably everyone is having has trouble being a parent. Like it's just a very difficult thing to do. Uh, you know, like you're responsible for a whole other person. But like when you're kind of in this situation, yeah, it, it it is probably even harder because, um, like she, she doesn't know any different. Yeah. But I feel like she should know different. Yeah. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, what do you think the government should do?
2: Um, well, when you look at the likes of like derelict Ireland on Twitter, uh, Frank O'Connor, the stuff he's posted, you can see just the amount of properties, even like full estates, are just lying vacant and like mm. falling into dereliction. Uh, the government—I don't really know much about buying properties. Like, I'm gonna admit that. Like, I'm—I've I'm, obviously never had to, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I don't know how hard it is to buy properties. But surely, if there are just estates lying vacant around the place, the government could do something to get them or make them into council housing. Yeah. Um, and even like, even like there are so many empty properties, empty and vacant properties, and it's just something should be done about it. Like, I know the taxation is coming in, which I think is fantastic, but um, implementing that is the first thing. And the second thing is that the government really, really need to expand on the council housing options or introduce a rental cap
1: yeah yeah i I think you're absolutely right and it's it's something that um like that that vacant homes tax has to be introduced now again we don't know exactly the detail of how much it's going to be which you know it needs to be strong enough that you know people have to sell that property but i did see um again frank posted or someone else posted or he reposted that estate in cork it was in cork wasn't it the
2: uh Glanmire, i think if i'm correct
1: yeah Maybe but, it
2: wasn't Glanmire. Um, but there's but
1: property, there's like There's 12 housings, of them, yeah. 12 houses, which are, were newly built. It's like, they looked maybe to me like a number of years.
2: Less than 10 years old, in my opinion. Like they look new enough, like they're not overgrown or anything. So yeah. yeah, and that's just one of them. I'm sure there are many more, like even in West Cork there, even in like within a 10 minute drive of my house, there are literally two vacant estates, like completely vacant, like with like 10 houses in each of them.
1: And when so, were they built, would you say?
2: Um, I'd say one of them probably like 10 years ago at this point.
1: Yeah. So the 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 ones after the crash, they're like the Yes, the, the or like during the
2: crash. One of them one of them, one of them one of these things isn't quite finished yet. Yeah. But um the other one is.
0: Yeah. So
2: yeah, I know there yeah. are a lot of them around and they're just kind of lying there while they are people homeless and people struggling to pay rent, and it's just it's ridiculous
1: yeah 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 it's it is it's apps it's it's more yeah it's it's criminal it's more that you know it's really yeah it's, um and just in in something that um i i saw and tony who was uh talking to you i know was saw as well that you got some stupid prejudiced crap comments yes. back in when you posted your your message you want to talk about that or
2: um my message regarding just in terms away. of people
1: you know stigmatizing the you know the whole single parent stuff and that and like that kind oh, of Oh yeah sense no
2: of... absolutely um yeah uh, i did get a few messages from people saying that like i should be providing for my child and i should be like i shouldn't have had a child if i couldn't provide for her, her which you know you don't know people's stories so yeah not every pregnancy is planned i was 18 so i think quite clearly was not yeah. Um, it was before the age of repeal. Not that I regret that, but like, you know, if I couldn't if I couldn't do anything about it, like, yeah, you cannot go tell me not to have a child. I do not have any any other options. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I got that kind of stuff, and then with what I said about how I am going to be looking for accommodation up in Cork on my own for the weeks, I got a lot of judgment regarding that specifically, um, because leaving your child is probably the worst thing you can do as a mother. Um, it's, it's not, you feel somewhere safe to leave them. Uh, so yeah, no, I've been getting a lot of that kind of thing from people that I know mostly actually as well. Like it's, it's, it's not really strangers, yeah. uh, but it's people in different positions to me, like very, I've like privileged because like, of course having a house is not a privilege. Having a steady income is not a privilege, but being more privileged than me, you know, like it's, yeah. ev- everyone should have those things, but I don't and neither do many other people.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, of course, it highlights um that broader issue of like the lack of childcare in in, you know, a lack of affordable childcare that's available that, you know, that's that like that's at the core of it as well.
2: Of course, like I'm very lucky that here where I live, I have a really really good community childcare where my daughter would go and has been going since she was about 1, uh younger than 1 before she turned 1. Um and then my mom helps after I'm before childcare if I'm gone, but um, some people don't have that option as well. So I think about how hard I'm finding it with commuting, plus living at home, plus, you know, working and studying. Um, And then I think people might not even be able to get childcare and then imagine the situation that they're in. Yeah.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 And, and it's, I think as well, it's something that, you know, people, talk about you know home being a human right that i think your story is one other story to add to the hundreds of thousands in this country that show it should be a human right That you know it's not like like if you just leave housing up to the market and what people can afford this is what happens you know people
2: exactly because so many people cannot afford housing at this point and if you can't afford something then like that's seen as like a privilege. Yeah. You know, I feel like housing yeah. in this day and age has sort of been started to be seen as a privilege, especially in Ireland. Like, if you have your own house, it's like really impressive. Yeah. Like, if you don't live with your parents, like, what, what, like, that's terrible, you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's, it's absolutely right as well to say that it should be a very legitimate expectation that oh, yeah, you absolutely. can get a home of your own in the absolutely.
2: country. Yeah. No, definitely. Like, it should be, it is literally a human, a human right, but. Like, yeah. I've just seen people still live with their parents. And, like, I'm approaching my, my mid-twenties now. And, like, everyone I know does live with their parents or lives in, like, very, very shared accommodation. Yeah. And, like, if I heard someone my age, like, lived on their own, I'd be like, oh, wow.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. And and wh- do you, where do you see this going, do you think? Like, amongst talking to friends and stuff who are your age, what's, what's their feelings about the housing situation?
2: Um, most of them are just saying that they're going to have to immigrate. Like it's as simple as that because a lot of people my age, especially because I'm an art student, so we're we're not exactly known for having, you know, the best paying jobs after we graduate in some cases, compared to like, you know, STEM and and a medical. But a lot of people in my course are saying, Yeah, we're gonna have to immigrate because they can't see themselves ever being able to own a home in Ireland or even to like comfortably rent one. Yeah.
1: Which is yeah. so sad. Yeah it absolutely is it absolutely is and i said this on twitter my, my appeal is don't emigrate stay and change the country because i know you know it's it's all that potential and you're right it's you know it, again it's all you know it's certain people as well as you say who, who mightn't be doing the the really high paid jobs and you know then there's you're losing that whole part of your people you know who are interested in slightly different things and who are creative and who you know, care about society in many ways, and, oh, exactly. and not saying others don't, of course. Do you know what I mean? Across the board, people do, but you no. Know,
2: like, and the thing is, the people who, even people who are studying the likes of like government and politics, like they're art students. You know, they yeah. count under the same kind of umbrella, arts and humanities. Like, yeah, these are really the people who are going to leave, and they're the people that we need to change the country. So, like, unless something happens with housing, like, people are just going to go.
1: Yeah, yeah, oh, we have to stop that. We, have we to do. stop it because the problem, of course, this is this is not as again I was saying, this is not unique. Um, historically, Ireland has always used emigration as Absolutely. what I you know a political pressure valve. The young people who aren't who the system is excluding leave, and therefore the governments can continue on as the status quo.
2: Completely, yeah. Um, that's been the goal. That's why you know the same party has stayed in power for such a long time because everyone is just leaving. So you know. How is it going to change?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, listen, Emily, uh, if you were to talk to the Minister for Housing now, what would you say to him?
2: I don't even know who the Minister for Housing is. Um, (laughs) I should know. Dara O'Brien. Okay, Dara. Okay, there we go, Dara. Um, I I just didn't bother learning it because I was like, oh, what can he do? Um, Okay, Dara. uh, I don't know. Just get get your act together, please, sir. Um, Let me think. Yeah, I think you should maybe look on Twitter a bit more. Um, maybe follow Frank <laughs> O'Connor. Uh, yeah. Um,
1: follow Frank O'Connor, yeah, that's a good Frank one. Follow Frank O'Connor,
2: that's Mr. O'Brien. Um, and maybe try and not do your job. I'm sorry, but, you know, it's at this point, it's like, what, what is he actually doing? Because almost, I'm seeing almost nothing happen in terms of housing. Yeah. And like, the Minister for Housing, it seems, should be working on housing. So... Um, you know Do something about it I'm sorry I'm It's it's not a very good A very good Like speech But It's all yeah. I can think of right now
1: That's the message Do something It's like Please yeah. well, Please well, the do, your is, yeah, well, do your job Yeah Do your job Yeah What you're saying very clearly Is that What is happening at the moment Is not working What they're doing now Isn't working
2: Yes see What you're doing now Is not working Yeah Exactly That's exactly yeah.
0: it Yeah
1: Well listen Emily Thanks so much for coming on And Don't bother at all it's something that yeah, I'll ask you, I asked kind of everybody who's coming on in terms of do you feel that, you know, and maybe you don't, a sense of that you know, that it's it's hard to speak out about the housing crisis because there is a shame or stigma, or just is it reluctance to kind of maybe, you know, your fat your you know, your family supporting you, um, or, or did you feel about that? Or were you just like, no, I'm just talking about this, or
2: uh yeah, honestly, like I was on Twitter for like a week and then I was like, I'm gonna start tweeting about this. Yeah. um so yeah i don't really have any shame but maybe that's because i'm younger yeah and i'm quite outspoken anyway so that could be that <laughs> and my family are all very very good like my mom knows i'm doing this today and she's like oh that's so good um yeah, great especially because she knows i'm gonna be like my mom is so good like she <laughs> like she cannot wait for the ego boost um
1: <laughs> Brilliant. So yeah, well no, done no. mom great good, good well done, you. mom go yeah. marry yeah um no, well, that's good. I'm glad to hear that because it is, um, you know, and, and I hope you keep speaking out about it and we'd love to uh, have you back on again. So keep fantastic. going.
2: Thank you so much for all the work that you're doing, too. It's fantastic.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Emily. All right. Thanks for Thank speaking you. to me. Talk to you soon. Yeah. Bye bye. And that was Emily there telling her story Um, in terms of how the housing crisis is, is impacting on her. And it was struck, you know, thinking about it is you know, a life delayed, it is her own daughter as well, and the impact on her. Um, And it just shows we have to sort this crisis out. And again, you know, a generation potentially emigrating, uh, we can't accept this, we have to keep pushing for more. And of course, there's a, a wider housing crisis now as well, we have to solve and support with the Ukrainian refugees coming in here. And that's important, we do. And I think we have to really understand that we can do both we can provide housing for refugees and we can provide housing for emily and and her generation as well it just requires doing things very differently and it requires our government actually setting up a state construction company to build homes on the public land and to use the vacant and derelict property that's there it can be done um, and we will be continuing to highlight that and thank you listeners for um those of you who are patrons who are supporters of reboot republic um who contribute to keeping the lights on and keeping tony in his job working away hard as hard as nails producing the podcasts. um and you can become a patron supporter go over to patreon.com forward slash tortoise shack sign up for whatever you can each month and um, you get the podcast first into your inbox and yeah please if you believe in our project if you believe in what we're doing please help us to keep going thank you very much